Every now and then, it feels like the world is just a little nastier than it used to be. As a business owner, you seem to get attacked from all sides. Got a secret for you. That's not new. Turns out, the internet has made it a little bit more visible, but it's been going on for a long time. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today we're going to talk about how to handle nasty insults and public criticism of your brand. And I'm so excited to have Jason Vojovic with me today. He is the author of Marketer-in-Chief, and this book is really interesting because it's sort of a cross between history and brand management and giving you some perspective on the lessons of history and how they can be applied to your brand. In a career that spans more than 25 years, Jason has launched hundreds of new products, everything from medical devices to virtual healthcare systems to non-dairy consumer cheese to next-generation alternatives to the dreaded cone of shame for pets to sex aids for cows. Really? He's a graduate of the University of Wisconsin and University of Minnesota, and he did post and he completed his postgraduate work at MIT Sloan School of Management. His formal training has been invaluable, but but he credits his true success to growing up in a family of artists, immigrants, and entrepreneurs. They taught him how to carefully observe the world, see patterns before others notice them, and use those insights to create new innovations, like the sex aids for cows. History is Jason's favorite way to observe the world, and he believes that people from the past have plenty to teach us about the challenges and opportunities we face today. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lorraine, so much for having me. I am excited to talk with you. I'm excited to share these lessons of history for uh, business owners who can put them into practice right away. I loved, as we were talking before the show starts, we think of Abraham Lincoln as somebody everybody loved, but turns out they didn't. And there was criticism of past presidents and... I think there's lessons there, but why do you think this is an important topic for business owners to be thinking about? I think the you were absolutely right in your introduction that you know it is so important to understand and how to deal with insults and criticism that are bound to come at your business. If you are in the business community today, you're putting your neck out there you're going to expect some feedback on that. The only thing worse than criticism is not getting criticism, which is something that can be tough to do, but it, tough to accept. But the, you know, being able to take the emotional sting out of an insult and respond strategically is something that every business owner needs to pay attention to, whether it's a bad employee review, whether it's kind of a nasty social media post, whether it's a competitor trolling you on Twitter, whether it's a bad review on Amazon. If you're out there in the business community today, social media and reviews have leveled the playing field between businesses and brands and consumers and stakeholders. And not everyone is out there to give you constructive criticism. Let's just put it that way. So you, if you're in business today, you have got to have a strategy for doing it. And luckily, 
history is a great teacher in that regard. Absolutely. And I want to kind of unpack some of the things that you said. The first is there's that old adage in PR that it doesn't matter what you say about me as long as you get my name right. And that really speaks to that point that you made. No feedback is worse than negative. Because on the one hand, negative feedback gives you an opportunity, if it's legitimate, to improve. Exactly. And that's the thing that sometimes business owners confuse kind of an insult with what might be lying beneath it, which could be, yeah, it could be told in an insulting way, but if the feedback is valid, you should be taking that into your business and doing mm-hmm. something about it. Now, how you deal with it internally and how you deal with it externally can be two different things. But you want to make sure that when you're insulted, the reason we use insults, not only on the playground, but in business is because Mm -hmm. they work. The reason they work is that they generate an emotional reaction. We're threatened. Our lizard brain turns on. Our human brain turns off. And we have fight, flight, Mm -hmm. or freeze. You know, so we get this, we get this unproductive sort of approach. So if you as a business owner can step back and say, okay, got it. First question, is it legitimate criticism or not? If it's legitimate, okay, I want to make sure that I put it into my uh, standard operating process, whatever you're using, whether it's EOS, whether it's balanced scorecard, whatever the case may be, you want to make sure that you're using that in your business. However, now you need to say, How do I respond to that outwardly, outside of the business? And that's really what we want to talk about. That was the lesson of William Henry Harrison's 1840 presidential campaign. He was on the receiving end of a pretty vicious set of insults on that he was an old man. He was 68, by the way, which is that that's too bad, huh? Uh, But things were different back then. Got to understand that. He was 68 and he loved uh, he loved hard cider. So what the, what the opposing party did at the time was said they basically insulted him. They said he's just a nice old man that wants to sit on his log cabin and drink hard cider rather than be president. Well, instead of just you know accepting that and fighting back and saying, I'm not old and I don't like hard cider, you know what he did? He owned it. He went and he said, you know what? I'm going to put images of log cabins all over my campaign literature. I'm going to have parties out in the country. We're going to, I'm going to have hard cider and apple juice for the kids. And we're going to invite a whole bunch of people just to have hard cider and sit on log cabins and sing songs. And you know what? He won. He mopped the floor with Martin Van Buren. It wasn't even close. And it's because people saw that and they said, he was being insulted, but instead of fighting, he took it, owned it, and made it his strength. It's just a fantastic example of how to turn an insult to your advantage. Now, that's not the only way to handle an insult. We got to back up a little bit. We've got to figure out, well, what type of insult are we talking about? Because in order to deal with them strategically, we need to figure out what are we, what are we dealing with first before we just go out and say stuff. What I'm hearing you say is that you can have some overarching strategies that in general, if somebody says something negative, I'm going to do this, but then you also have to embrace the unexpected. Going into a presidential campaign, Harrison knew his opponents were going to say something negative about him. I mean, that's a, that's a, 
a given. That's given. The question is, he he could not have anticipated necessarily that this would be what they said, but once it was out there, then he was able to plan. Exactly. In your book, you actually have a couple of different types of insults, and you have some different strategies for defining what it is and how you respond. Why don't we hit some of those? I think there are what the lesson from William Henry Harrison's campaign is that there are three major types of insults that they had to deal with back in 1840 and before. And we have to deal with today in business, politics too, but business as well. The first type of insult is a parrot. And it basically is the Coca-Cola is just sugar water or the McDonald's is just junk food. Whatever the case may be, it's just a it, someone calling you a bad word on Twitter. You're a jerk or worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. The we've all seen those sort of things. We've seen them in reviews. I don't like this product or something to the effect of that or this product is a piece of you name it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The idea behind something like that is there to your point earlier Kind of all publicity is good publicity. Just make sure you get my name right when you say it, because research tells us in communications that people will remember that they heard of something and they'll forget the specifics. Mm -hmm. So for that type of an insult, ignore it. Let it float. Mm -hmm. Just ignore it. Don't respond to it. Don't try to don't try to engage. Don't feed the trolls. Hey, they're going to call you nasty names. Just make sure they spell your name right. Because uh, a year from now, people will not remember the bad name. They'll remember that they've heard of your business. That part's key. Okay, so the second type? The second type of insult, we see this a lot. It's called a stereotype. Okay, it's all people like X are Y. Okay, we see this. The example I bring up in the book is because I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, we heard all kinds of insults lobbed at us that we were slackers. Or for millennials, that millennials are all lazy and they want to eat avocado toast. That's all they want to do. You name it, it's it's kind of that tired kind of uh, waste of speech kind of thing. The problem is that they can get very emotional, especially when you feel like, well, I'm not a slacker. I don't see myself that way. Here's the thing. All you need to do is find the one counterexample and you win. Okay? The story I like to bring up is uh, in a couple of years ago, the CEO of Wells Fargo, uh, when questioned about his diversity initiatives and his ability to hire people of color into management ranks, he said that, well, frankly, you know, they're just there aren't people of color in the, in the talent pool. He was basically saying all people of color are not qualified to work at Wells Fargo. That's essentially the structure of what he was saying. Well, instead of being insulted by that, the black community in Milwaukee said, we're not going to just you know, tolerate that, put up with that. We're going to form an organization. Jasmine Johnson in Milwaukee came up with an organization called We Exist. And she put together an organization of now hundreds of counterexamples to that claim. So basically, they responded to uh, the Wells Fargo CEO insult with not just one counterexample, hundreds of counterexamples, makes him look utterly foolish for making that claim because they proved 
the opposite. Absolutely. Okay, so ignore it, prove the opposite. What's the third type? The third type of insult is the boomerang. And this is that it, this is the insult that William Henry Harrison faced. That there was something that had a grain of truth to it. He was old. Okay? He did like hard cider. He did love hard, you know, uh, log cabins. In a modern context, uh, a brand such as Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. Chick-fil-A's founders have, uh, have religious beliefs that have pervaded into their business. That's the truth. Uh, what they did, much like William Henry Harrison, instead of fighting back against that, instead of trying to justify it, they own it. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A absolutely owns it. They put on their signs. When they started getting insulted about that, uh, I remember looking at the different signs. There are, there are a few around here. And they started to put on their signs closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. They started to talk about how, like, hey, we'd, we believe in that, not just for our religious beliefs, but we feel it also helps the mental health of our workers. Mm -hmm. And this makes Chick-fil-A a better place to work. So... Great. If you want to have a cheeseburger or a chicken sandwich on Sunday, go to McDonald's. Enjoy it. Our workers are going to be at home, resting up and being ready to deliver excellent customer service for you. When you see it that way and you see it used, it seems like, oh, well, that's it's brilliant. It's easy. But in the moment, that can feel like an attack. It's meant to. That's why insults are so effective in business is they work. And most people just don't know how to handle them strategically. They don't have a plan. But if you think up front, you'd say, okay, I know it's going to be an emotional uh, experience. Let that go. Do I take that criticism into my business? Do I have to make some changes? Okay. That's internal, external. Depending on what type of insult I'm dealing with, do I ignore it? Do I found, find the counterexamples or do I own it? And if you can do that as a business owner, you win. And you'll be surprised at how much less you are insulted because they know it doesn't work. You can't be bullied. Awesome. Well, Jason, we could talk about this topic forever, but we are going to be running out of time. And I just want to make sure that everyone knows that if Jason has piqued your curiosity, that, that you really need to check out the marketerinchief.com for links to his book and other resources that can help you find the right way to manage your brand from a historical perspective. Jason, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you, Lorraine. I enjoyed it. This was fantastic. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find more resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.